Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Good morning, Patrick. How's it going? Pretty good, Jeff. How are you doing? Doing okay. Uh, we are recording on Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. Brunch time, Memorial Day. <laughs> Memorial Day at brunch time. Sounds like a Hallmark movie that hasn't been made yet. Uh, give it time. It's, give it time, <laughs> indeed. So we do take time to uh, remember and honor those that have fought and served for our country. And uh, unfortunately, we're not able to make it back to uh, just to rejoin their loved ones. And so we do take time to remember those people, those who have uh, made the ultimate sacrifice and, of course, thank their families for their their uh, family member sacrifice, for sure. Um, on a wider note, it is awesome. <laughs> Me and Ruth's uh, nine-year anniver- uh, wedding anniversary today as well. Every year we go through this. In the, for the past two years at least, mm-hmm. I've won this argument of what day is our actual anniversary on. Because this is what happens when you go, one, go out of town uh, for Memorial Day weekend. Two, decide to go to the courthouse because uh, we went back to Springfield uh, to visit mom and everybody. Mm-hmm. And we thought it would be a great idea. Why don't we just get married at the courthouse down there? Your family could be there to witness and all this and your friends and all. All right, cool. Great idea. Love it. Uh, so <clears throat> so we went down there, and we went down the Friday before Memorial Day. So we knew it's close to Memorial Day. Right. But what's the one thing that happens every year on Memorial Day? It's not a trick question, I promise. <laughs> Memorial Day still on Monday, yeah? Yeah. But it's always on a different day. It's always the last, to celebrate on Monday, though. Yes, yeah. it's always the last Monday of the month of May, which means okay. the date changes. Yeah, it's not like Christmas that's always December twenty fifth, right? Or Valentine's that's always February fourteenth. It is. It is Memorial Day, so it's the last Monday of the month. Mm-hmm. But we got married the Friday before Memorial Day, so the date was you know May twenty ninth. 2014 well may 29th 2015 is on a different day right so (laughs) yeah so we always had for the better part of six years because none of us were smart enough to put it in our phones or just remember it we always had to rely on facebook so whenever you go check the memories for facebook Mm -hmm. it'll pop up and that's how we knew when it was our anniversary we would take not really take bets, but we would like take guesses when our actual anniversary was. <laughs> Dang, that's um, like a, a puzzle. Yes, yes. <laughs> and every year, every year. So finally, a couple of years ago, I got smart and put under Ruth's uh, contact information in, in my phone. Mm-hmm. Under anniversary, I put our wedding anniversary. <laughs> so I get it right every year. There you go. One of these days, you would think in nine years we'd actually probably remember what day. Keeping it fun. Yeah, which is funny because I'm amazing with, like, birthdays and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm usually really good with those. And remembering dates or when and where I was for certain things. 
anniversary. We're just both of us. Yeah. So it just shows that we do kind of share a brain. So, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, we've had breakfast. We dropped Grayson off at camp. This is our first time going to like an outdoor camp uh, for a week. Now we go home. We'll, we'll go and pick her up in the afternoon. It's just a day camp, but it's an actual camp camp. And so mm-hmm. she gets to go do camp activities at the uh, it's the one that here in Nashville that the YMCA does that puts on called uh, Camp Wigiwagi that's been around for years. New York has gone to it for six or seven summers, I think. Mm-hmm. He's been going to it for a good minute. This is one of the first years I think he hasn't gone. <clears throat> he just didn't want to. He went for a week last year. He was good, and he's like, "Yeah, I think I'm, I'm good." Mm-hmm. Like, all right. So now Grayson gets to go, and she's excited because she's finally getting to go do what she has seen her brother go do. Uh, right. Pretty much since she was, well, definitely since she was a baby. Because um, I remember she had when she was not tell this one of those like stories parents tell about mm-hmm. their kids over and over, and the kids get tired of hearing about it. Um, but I dropped York off at camp one morning and we were going straight, straight home. Still had a diaper bag. Grayson was what? Six months probably mm-hmm. at this point. No, she's had to be longer than that. Like nine months. Yeah. Probably nine months, uh, at this point. And I was like, I could had the windows down cause it was kind of muggy, but kind of still nice out. So I had the windows down. And she had, she made such a, like an, ex, like a nuclear explosion happen in her diaper. Mm-hmm. And I had to pull over off to this, into this church parking lot, not far from where York's camp is. And I had to change like one of the worst diapers <laughs> that she's had. And I ended up running out of wipes and I didn't really even know what to do. I found like napkins just to help. Just yeah. it was so bad. It was so bad. <clears throat> but <laughs> I will never forget. It's one of those things that you never forget. Cause yeah. It was one of those kind of level. I was like, good God, child. <laughs> was it contained in the diaper or did it come out? It's a little bit out, but not too bad. Oh, it was still bad, though. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I'm like, good God, you have Taco Bell for breakfast? Jesus, what is going on here? Yeah. But yeah, it was so bad. Like, that, I think, is one of the most memorable ones that she's ever had there's two for york <clears throat> one was one of the first times uh beth and i had gone to the movies with york we went and saw mm-hmm. the king's speech i think and then on the way home he had a horrible one we had to get out of traffic exit off and i had to change it in a mcdonald's parking lot and again it was just oh it was one of the worst wow. the only other time was when we were on an airplane Hmm. And yeah, and I had to go change him in the bath in those tiny little bathrooms. Yeah, it was. Whew. Gee, God, and it was early in the flight. I I felt sorry for whoever had to use it afterwards. That. Yeah, the was, lingering smell. <laughs> oh God, it was so bad. It was so bad. But yeah, anyways, it's like how uh, you're just eating formula at this point. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. No joke. Yeah. Because I think York was like four months old. Yeah. Uh, golly. But yeah, he, uh, anyways, Grace is at camp is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I hope she has a great time. Yeah. In York. Uh, you. Oh, we got, uh, thanks to the help of our 
uh, co-worker and friend. Uh, I refer to him as other Mike Thomas, not to be confused with my best friend from Springfield, so, mm. who's also named Mike Thomas. Other Mike Thomas, who is uh, great with 3D printers, uh, was able to take York's 3D printer and basically uh, tighten up a bunch of screws and things that I didn't realize I hadn't done. Mm-hmm. And then tinker with it and get it to work and get the right settings. And then brought it back. So when York came over Thursday, we were able to go and hook it up. And York's been printing pretty much nonstop since. So That's it's cool. been pretty cool. That's good. Oh, yeah. Some of the stuff he's had printed is, like, just amazing. He printed Grayson a koala on a branch with a baby koala on it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be two inches tops, maybe, for as big as it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And that sucker is about... I guess every bit of about six inches tall and about three or four inches wide. Like it is. Wow. And yeah, probably three or four deep. Like it's, it is ridiculous how huge this thing is. And it took 12 hours to make. Oh, wow. So basically just was, put your programming in and it let it go. Let it roll. Yep. Yeah. And that's what your did all day Friday. That's what he did Friday. Yeah. <laughs> he just let the, he's like, yeah, I would have done more, but that's like, it was still printing. Like I, he started right, I think, shortly after I, at like 7. And then it was still printing at, I think, 7 p.m. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, she loves it, though. She gave him the biggest hug. So, all worth it. So, yeah. He's also now made, let's see, uh, for one of his friends that he plans on playing a prank on, he made a hand doing the middle finger that he's going to put in the box. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to do like a nesting doll of boxes for that person to open up just to get to the small, the small prize of it flipping them off. And I cannot think of another thing that sounds more like something I would do yeah. than that. And that's how I know he's my son. <laughs> One of many reasons, but yeah, I was like, I said, I was like, uh, took a picture, sent it to a couple of friends. I go, so this is what happens when you give a 12 year old a 3d printer. <laughs> That's my boy. <clears throat> yeah. He, uh, let's see. He's also made like a couple of like dagger knife things from video games or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's made a, what's referred to as a penis pod. And it's basically just a round, like small, like cactus pod mm-hmm. with, to me, it looks like butt cheeks coming out as the side. Yeah. But they're supposed to be testicles. So when you put the cactus in it, yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> Apparently, his mom has said, yes, make a bunch of those. We'll sell them. <laughs> we'll sell them at work. I'm like, yeah. If anybody should be selling them at work, it should be Ruth, who works in urology. But <laughs> it seems like it would be make more money there. But okay. Uh, anyways. So he's, in other words, he's having a lot of fun with that. That's good. Getting some good use out of it. Yep. And he was happy. Uh, I guess there was a new, any, is it Inuyashu? Or Inuyashi? Uh, anime. Anime. Yeah. Yeah. First, he had it right the first time. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so he was getting caught up in watching those. So. Okay. Uh, you would actually like this, Patrick. I probably ought to have Ruth send it to you instead of send it to York. Ruth came by a uh, came by a uh, WWF wrestling title belt, mm-hmm. but it's a fanny pack that's insulated, so you could use it as a cooler. Okay, but it, it look it's got I guess where you 
unzip it at. It's like the actual the, tension yeah, plate. The top part. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But you wear it like a fanny pack, and it looks like you're wearing the championship belt. Is it pretty Brother, nice size? I don't know. I mean, I, on a phone, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't see it in person. She just showed it to me on the phone. I'll I'll send it to you. Okay. Probably, I should send it to Zach, too. Zach would probably actually wear it. Yeah. If they, if, I mean, if they've got one for my waist, I'd probably wear it. There you go. I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> Keep you posted. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's we've we've had that going on. So. Also, okay. uh, for those that know that we I had a dryer delivered and uh, there was a huge dent in our new dryer, and so they were supposed to uh, have a replacement and then bring it to us Friday, and then did not bring it to us Friday because it didn't get put on the schedule. Wow. We've been using the the uh, damaged one until we get the replacement one and. It's working okay. It's not making near as loud of noises as it was. Right. So, but it's still not quiet, by by any means. Yeah. So the uh, struggle for the replacement dryer continues, but we're still able to use the other one. It's always dry and close. So I just you just need <laughs> one that's, that's dentless yeah. and a little, a little less yeah. noisy, or even just you know smaller dent and still not making the noise. Yeah. yeah. But, all good. Oh, and, you know, school's out for summer. Yep. yep. So we're, uh, we're, we're, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Kids are excited. We're, you know, we're not upset. <laughs> There's um, a TikTok video with these teachers walking in high school. They're like, oh, we're basically just saying their, their time is yeah. done. The kids are coming home. They're your problem now. Yep. <laughs> and just, it was just hilarious because they're just laughing at the parents like hey we had them all school year now it's on y'all it's on y'all yeah then um kyla's working mcdonald's now she works thinks like she starts at 5 a.m and then goes into the evening so that's what she's doing she's working Mm -hmm. today actually she goes in today um because like well i wish it was closed like no it's mcdonald's it's open for all those that either don't want to cook or can't so they're gonna get their money True story. yep <laughs> yeah yep and i said other places are probably open but that's most likely gonna be the more popular yep. location as it always is yeah well uh we noticed when we were going to get breakfast after we dropped grayson off of camp uh chick-fil-a wasn't open yet uh i guess they're doing what they call limited hours or adjusted holiday hours mm-hmm. so they'll open at 10 30 so we went to Whataburger anyways and got breakfast there because yeah. I will always choose that. Was the line my, decent? Oh yeah, yeah, it was yeah. chill. I mean, this one's been open over it's been open a year and a half, so everybody settled into it now. Yep. Um. <clears throat> yep. Um. So speaking of deliveries, so on our refrigerator here, you know, you get the icon to replace the filter. So I ordered, oh, yeah. like I mm-hmm. usually do on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So I'm at work. It's delivered. Cool. I get home. I see a package on the rocking chair that's on the porch. It's paper thin. <laughs> so I'm like, it kind of made me forget what I'd ordered. I thought yeah. maybe it was like yeah, another yeah. memory card or something. Right. I get inside and the top, which is supposed to be sealed, I can just put my hand in. Because it's just that one where oh, puts no. a tear yeah. open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, either it rolled out of the 
delivery van and the person yeah. delivering just didn't pay attention or somebody decided I want to steal a filter <laughs> which I don't know uh, so what but, you're trying um, to say is you have no filter <laughs> right <laughs> so um that's usually me <laughs> so probably got a refund um I'm probably just gonna go to Lowe's and get it in person yeah and, and give Amazon delivery a little, little bit of a minute there you go or I order sure. um and then I, um, last week I had mentioned about changing out my spark plugs. So I did do that yesterday <clears throat> and I watched a video on YouTube. I watched two different videos. Um, cause I was like, I should have to disconnect the battery, at least the negative. Cause yeah. the first video I saw didn't do that. And I'm like, so then I watched another video. I said, no, I'll remove the negative, put the cord to the side and then just went through the process of what to take out and replace. So, I followed it step by step, then went in reverse, started the car. So far, so good. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's just a good rule for th- that's just a good rule for life to always just, you yeah. know, remove the negative. So keep <laughs> yes. and keep the positive, keep the positive. intact. Keep the positive intact, remove the negative. Yeah. Just a good rule. Just a good rule for life. <laughs> True. Now, I don't know what it was <laughs> yesterday. It's like traffic. Like two two um traffic lights were out. Yeah. So like out, not even blinking, just no right. no lights. And traffic was horrible. Cause I went down Haywood Lane, that light really? was off. I go up a little further, that lights out. So I end up taking back roads to get back out on the main street. And you know, past that certain point, traffic's moving fine. Yeah. I come out of auto zone, traffic's backed up. <laughs> Something like, is there another light out? Like, no, it's it's switching green, red, or whatever, but it's just a lot of cars. And I'm like, I don't know if this is people traveling for Memorial Day, there's some kind of sale going on or what, but I've never seen that much traffic on a Sunday on that street like that, backed up. So my little 20-minute trip turned about 45 minutes to an hour. <laughs> so, fun times. Never. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, I was thinking about getting up this morning to do the spark plugs, but I'm like... No, I'm going to try. So about yep. 6 o'clock yesterday, I I stopped. Mm-hmm. I finished right as it started getting dark. <laughs> I'm like, I of gotta, course. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. I was like, oh, today, of course, it would get dark a little sooner than it has been. Yeah. But it was fun. It was fun. I'm good. Cool. Felt productive. <laughs> I'm good. All right. Uh, let's see here. Trailers. We have finally got the official Barbie trailer with a little bit of a plot and everything. And mm-hmm. it kind of helps set the tone for what kind of humor you can expect in it. And I'm on board. Looks great. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. All the Barbies and all the kins. Yep. Couldn't put Mattel back together again. <laughs> <laughs> Grayson is definitely getting excited to see the Barbie uh, movie because yeah. trailer she yeah she's all for it oh next for our a24 fans we have problemista i, I guess that's how you pronounce it problem problemista there we go. alejandro is an aspiring toy designer from el salvador struggling to bring his unusual ideas to life in new york as time runs out on his work visa, a job assisting an erratic art 
world, uh, Outcast becomes his only hope to stay in the country. Starring Tilda Swinton and Julio Torres with RZA, Isabella Rosalini, uh, written and directed by the lead actor Julio Torres. So that should be coming out. Uh, no release date as of yet. But yeah, it's the perfect kind of weird for A24. So Tilda Swinton gets to wear all the wigs. So it'll be fun. <laughs> Uh, next we have the uh, remake I guess for the color purple yeah it's a musical adaptation of Alice Walker's novel about the lifelong struggles of an African American woman living in the south during the early 1900s Directed by Blitz Bazawali, starring Little Mermaid's Halle Bailey, Elizabeth Marvel, Coleman Domingo, Taraji P. Henson, Danielle Brooks, Fantasia Barino, Corey Hawkins, uh, Ingenue Ellis Taylor. Uh, I guess it's called. Is she referred to as her or H-E-R? Because there's periods in between. I don't know how that works. I just say her. I think it's her. Okay. Yeah. I, it looks like her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Sierra Lou, Goss- Lou Gossett Jr. Uh, David Allen Greer. Dion Cole. Stephen Hill. Like There's a just an ongoing amount of uh, great cast in this. Yep. So that is set for Christmas Day. Hmm. Should be interesting. I'm in the trailer. Trailer looks good. Yeah. yeah. I guess you say it's a reimagining of the story, I guess. Yeah. Or music, musical adaptation. Da, yeah. da, da. So we, we will see. Um, yeah. And that's it for new trailers. And, of course, another Flash trailer that I don't need to see because I've already seen too much and it's irritating the shit out of me. Yeah, I think I watched that last one because they, they so. showed it before Little Mermaid. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think um should have stepped out <laughs> and come back in. But I was like, damn, um, we didn't get here late enough. Yeah. So. But, um, <laughs> That's I the mean, last two. Well, uh, in Fast X, I didn't. Fast X, we couldn't miss it because we were in 40X, so it's. It was yeah. just there. So. Yeah. Um, Batman, I'm still interested. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to see the new Batman movie featuring The Flash. Right. <laughs> that's, that's why most people are going, I think. I think, yeah, 100%. But I kind of feel like maybe Ezra Miller will pull out a, a weird, successful performance. It's odd. I feel it's odd, but it just sucks that he has all that other stuff going on. That'll Even if you take well, away I didn't, that. Yeah, I didn't like him being the Flash before all that other stuff was a thing. Cause I, just, I didn't like his run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, much other. Like, yeah. It's yeah, not a run. It's almost like it's that's not even a run. It's like almost like swimming. <laughs> it's air? like swimming on air. Yeah. 
He's just flailing and flapping around and just yeah. Like, like how do you get speed that way? Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't seem streamlined. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think that's why they put Michael Keaton in because they're like, man, nobody's gonna watch this with him. All these problems, so we gotta we'll put both Batman's in there. We got them. <laughs> that's how we'll get them. Just, just gotta make sure you don't mess that up because once they see it, that word of mouth will mess up that next week. <laughs> yep. If yeah. we get more bet, if we get more Batman, so I'll be all for it. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, can't, can't go wrong. Nope. No matter what, even the uh, the corny Schumacher movie, they still did well. Bro, bro, bring George Clooney back with the nipples. I'll still do it. I will stand up and cheer. I don't even care. Yeah, George Clooney cosplay. Yeah, I don't give a shit. They <laughs> freeze. Have one of the Batman. Scene, dude, dude, have one of the timelines that has they're in. They're at the movie premiere for Batman or Robin. Like I legit don't care. I will be yeah. there. I don't care. Uh. <laughs> Do not care. Oh goodness. Okay. Here we go. Uh, feature presentation is also our family movie night pick of this week. It is Disney's The Little Mermaid. It's directed by Rob Marshall. Who uh, I'm assuming everybody knows Rob Marshall's movies. He did Chicago. He did Mary Poppins Returns, Into the Woods, uh, Nine. Uh, yeah. So Memories of a Geisha. Like he's done a bunch of movies. So, anyways, and a lot of them musicals. So are always musically inspired. Starring Howie Bailey. I'm the entire half the movie. It's me going. You're gonna screw up saying her name during when you record. You're gonna screw up saying her, just enjoy the movie. But you know you're gonna screw up her name when you. So I'm like I'm gonna phonetic and say it slowly so I don't screw it up. Yeah. Yeah. Howie Bailey as Ariel. Jonah our King as Eric. Melissa McCarthy as Ursula, Javier Bardem as King Triton, uh, Noma Doomswinney as the Queen, Art Malik as Sir Grimsby, David Diggs as the voice of Sebastian, Jacob Trimbley as the voice of Flounder, and Aquafina as the voice of Scuttle. So this is... It's a oh, it's rated PG with a runtime of two hours and fifteen minutes for a kids Disney movie. Yeah, <laughs> seems like the remakes end up being longer than the original. <laughs> longer than they well, need and they're just yes, always longer than they need to be. And uh, a lot of it, I'm like, I don't even know what they would take out because there's some because it's. That was something when watching, I was like, I don't really know what I would take out here. Yeah, you kind of need everything. (laughs) Yeah, like everything flowed. There wasn't really any unnecessary scenes. Right. Yeah, I couldn't, like, I'm really, I can't, you kind of needed everything because it set up character development or plot. Actually, all that was needed, it was just a long movie. Yeah. Just, you know. I didn't really feel long. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't think I think it was paced well considering the runtime, but yes, of course, you know, for kids, 
all it takes is one little thing to like lose interest and they're like because i i went to watch it and there was a couple sitting next to me with two kids i was kind of concerned i'm like man we got all these other seats but you pick right here because when yep. i got my seat that yeah. one was empty because yep. i'm like so when people get up sitting <laughs> next to me i'm like really <laughs> yeah all right okay cool as long as they quiet <laughs> and so made it through most of the movie the next thing you know the kids start playing with seats i'm hearing just it goes on for like a good two minutes i'm like okay <laughs> it was a distract it was distracting a little bit but i was able to kind of block it out but at the same time you're like okay this is good to know because at what point was that do you remember when that was in the movie um I think it's right before that the last little conflict before the okay so it's so, towards the end so, of the movie yeah so I was I was okay. happy about they, that they were just done. yeah they were just done they were just yeah yeah and see that's a good but that's a good meter because that's stuff like that that I paid I try and pay attention to mm-hmm. whenever I take uh whenever especially when I take Grace in York at twelve I mean then I don't focus that too yeah. much at least not like I used to when we first started doing this um but with Grayson now actually almost Yorick's age <laughs> for when we started doing this. Well, that's yeah. I just thought about that. Wow. Um, but that's stuff I do, you know, whenever she starts getting restless, that's always been the case. Whenever she starts getting restless, I try and keep in mind where we're at in the movie mm-hmm. and see if it's just her. And then it kind of, I do look around and see if it's anybody else's kids that are also like that or, and if whether or not that's been going on for a while or not. Yeah. But Grayson actually, yeah, she got up. She she got up twice just to give me hugs, and then went and sat back down. It was sweet, yeah. but it's just like I don't know if she's just getting antsy or if it's just one of those random. I want to I want to give daddy a hug. So yeah, um, which happens, you know. I'm never upset about. And if there were other kids, I don't know. I just noticed these yeah. two. So if yeah. there were other kids in there. They were. I didn't notice yeah. it. Um, ours was. Yeah, ours had a like we had a. Fairly, I mean, it was a one. Well, it was a one o'clock show, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like packed by any means. But there was probably about fifty people in there, though. I mean, it was yeah. decent, decent amount. Obviously, all families and everything. And the best part, if you go to a Regal Cinema to watch movies, you know what I'm talking about. They have the Regal commercial where it's these people that come in, and they, everybody in this commercial are just doing movie quotes. Mm-hmm. For this commercial for Regal, but it's been going on for so what about six months, maybe maybe a little bit longer. It's been closer a to a year, probably yeah. yeah, probably closer to a year. Everybody in the movie theater was quoting this commercial word for word. Yeah, and I thought it was just one of those things like York started doing, kind of more of a way to mock it. Grayson was doing it, and literally every almost everyone in the theater. You would have almost thought it was a concert and they were asking the audience to sing the song for them. It was like, it wasn't quiet. Like you could hear it. I just was turning around and I was, all I could do was just laugh. I go, dang. Like, is this turning into a cult chant now? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I was like, wow, talk about indoctrination. Jesus. Like, like I'm in this rehearsal. (laughs) Oh, yeah, right. But I was like, oh my God, that's hilarious. That's why I text you and I text Yorick because I knew York would get a kick out of that. Yeah. And I text and I text Ruth. I was like, oh my God, you will not believe what just happened in this theater for the yep. little mermaid of all things. I was like, hey, they never miss a preview. <laughs> they nope. know it like that. Yeah. Man. 
Uh, but it was so funny. Oh, goodness. So, yeah. Uh, I don't, not that we really need a synopsis of The Little Mermaid, but if you've never watched it or it's been a long time since you watched it, <clears throat> and this the synopsis pretty much is a young mermaid makes a deal with the sea witch to trade her beautiful voice for human legs so she can discover the world above the water and, and impress a prince. Wow, impress a prince, impress a prince. There we go. Uh, I mean, it's, yeah. <clears throat> so I find it, and so I want to go ahead and tell you, The Little Mermaid's not my favorite Disney movie. It's actually one of my least favorite. Mm-hmm. I've just never been a Little Mermaid fan. It, the, there's not enough humor, I guess, when I was, you know, in the animated. It just never was really funny or just, it. I mean, it, it definitely wasn't an, you know, as a kid, it wasn't marketed. I wasn't the target demographic for it. Right. But I'm not for a lot of them, but I still enjoy them. Like, I love Beauty and the Beast, but I'm not, I wouldn't, I was in high school then, and I wasn't the target demographic for that. But I, the music in it was great, and the, and there was a lot of, you know, humor in it. I really loved it. Uh, Yeah, not this, not Little Mermaid. I just, it's just not one of my, it's just not one of mine that I enjoy. Yeah. And I think Grayson's watched it once, maybe twice. You know, we obviously were going to go see this. And immediately, f- probably five minutes into the movie, I was like, we should have seen this in 3D. I'm now yeah. kicking myself for not going to see this in 3D. Yeah. Because the the visual effects were really cool looking. It's very vibrant colors on, under the sea. Uh, very vibrant colors. And it's just beautiful to look at. I was like, I just wish... We would have seen this in 3D because I think that would have just added so much more to the experience. Yeah. Alas, we did not. We just saw it in regular 2D. But if you haven't seen it or thinking about going to see it, I would highly recommend just paying the extra couple of dollars to see it in 3D because I really think it would just enhance that experience so much more. Yeah. Um, I think the performances were good. Uh, the story is what the story is. It's a mermaid wanting to, you know, discover the world above. And, you know, as, as Belle from Beauty and the Beast would say, she wants so much more than this provincial life. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, she, uh, she gives up her voice though. And so I'm like, wow. Like a misogynist would be like, Oh, thank God. I finally got my, my real true wish, a woman that doesn't talk. Yeah. <laughs> cause like, cause I'm like, what, how, what am I supposed to think about Prince Eric? It's like, Oh, thank God. A woman that doesn't talk. This is my one true love. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, it could be a good uh, little spoof skit. <laughs> yeah. It could. doesn't talk. Hmm. <laughs> oh, you yeah. are exotic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But that always that always bugged me. Anyways, uh, but yeah, so she goes up. She has three days to basically fall in love with Eric. Well, for the two of them to kiss, you know, one true love's kiss, you know, all that, yeah, yeah. stuff. And but I like what they do with the island, make it very Caribbean, but like there's no specific island, not mm-hmm. a very big one either for what it looked like. Uh, not too, but much. yeah. 
but it was but it's still pretty cool um i like the scenes in the marketplace and stuff like that when she's exploring and he's having to follow her and stuff like that that adds that adds character and adds not only for you know it adds character to the to the town and the people that prince eric is soon to be ruling but it's also very diverse uh culture too it's not just one specific thing so it's really cool and he's find out prince eric's adopted that's not his real like the queen is african-american prince eric is white he's adopted you know but still expected to rule it was funny because when when they first showed the queen i'm like (laughs) i I had my my little eyebrow i'm like hmm (laughs) so then when they say well yeah you washed up on shore that's how he found it okay yeah i knew i was wondering what was what either the you know dad's just into some some sweet things. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, maybe, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but I was like, it's cool, though, how they made everything diverse. Like, it's just not like the animated. It's pretty straightforward, you know, plain. But this is variety. Yes. Yeah. Which is always good. Yeah. And, and there was at no point in this movie was I going, cannot believe we have a black room. Like, I never thought that. Like, I was like. Well, first of all, I found out because we started watching That's My Jam, mm-hmm. uh, Jimmy Fallon's little kind of game show, just wholesome fun. And she's on there, I guess, with, with her sister, maybe, or it's some relative. Um, and I was hearing her sing. I said, OK, now I know what she got the gig. Yep. <laughs> so yep. She's got some pipes on her. Yep. Yes. So, yeah. in this. So in the movie, when she's singing, I go, that's definitely her voice. I said, she, I said, yes, girl, sing. Mm hmm. Yeah, no. I actually, she did a great job. She yeah. did a great job. I was, yeah. I enjoy. I actually enjoyed the singing. I was. Yeah. The only only solo I didn't care for was Eric's. Yes. I was just like, kind of felt like um, I was watching Frozen two. Right. And yes. I was like, why, why, why are you singing? <laughs> like, try again, sir. <laughs> but that was it. Everything else. I mean, even Melissa McCarthy sounded great during her song. I was like, okay. And I was reading that she actually trained to sing like she didn't know she could sing until this yeah till this role and that was actually her voice she was actually singing yeah and so and she i mean she was per she was made for this role i mean yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought she was amazing i love it she's yeah she was awesome yeah but yeah it was it, it was fun i mean now is it did I love it? No, I mean, Grayson enjoyed it. She liked it up until the, you know, Ursula got real big, you know, at the end and yeah. out of the water and it looked scary and everything. But that's Grayson with most movies when there's a villain. She likes yeah. the movie up until the villain's a villain and then <laughs> shows their true form. <laughs> yeah. And then she doesn't like it. I'm like, okay, we have to judge your, we have to, we have to judge how you rate movies differently. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it was fun though. I enjoyed it. It it was a good time. I mean, yeah. I I didn't think the CGI. I think I'd heard somewhere where there people were talking about how bad the CGI was. I didn't think it was that bad. That was fun. Yeah. And then I was like, this is the third movie from the Disney umbrella involving the sea. Yes. Like like Panther Wakanda Forever. Yep. Then um, Avatar. Avatar. And then now Little Mermaid. I'm like, yep. yeah, I'm sit, I'm sensing a, a, a theme here. And then we get Pixar's Elemental with water, also. Yeah. So, <laughs> here you go. Yeah, and um, for it. like I haven't 
watched all of the remakes that Disney have done, but out of everyone I've watched, this is probably my favorite. Like I actually had yeah. fun watching it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just the music was fine. I usually yeah. don't care for singing and musicals, but yeah, um, it's Disney. That's mostly their bread and butter back in the day. That's what they did. Yeah. And um, but yeah, I just enjoyed it. Like you said, the performances were fine. Everybody did 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 great. Um, even like the scene on the boat when it catches fire. Yeah, like just uh, how it was shot. I'm like, all right. Like they took time with this. It wasn't just like slide together. Well, yeah, it wasn't like Lion King or even like if you look at Aladdin, okay? Yeah. Aladdin, you could, there were so many times in Aladdin, you're like, that's a set. That's a set. Wow, that's, the CGI is slightly overwhelming or underwhelming mm-hmm. in certain areas. And to me, Aladdin felt like it was slapped together. Um, the Jasmine uh number was probably the best number out of that and that yeah. was very looked very staged they could have actually they should have gone full bollywood with it but that's just yeah. um they would i think that oh my god could you imagine a bollywood aladdin movie oh my I mean, god that would be so, so much, much more better. fun yeah that would this be one, so much more so fun. like that they played it more safe with that they, 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 didn't, they didn't take yeah. any chances no you they know. didn't do anything it was like part of the first movie where I'm like, yeah, Will Smith can't save this. <laughs> yep. Nope. <laughs> but yeah, yep. it, so I having, and maybe it's because I've only had to watch it umpteen thousand times, like so much, but the live action Beauty and the Beast is, I think still one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cinderella, I still don't think I've made it all the way through just because I just can't get through it. It's a little bit harder to watch, but it was also one of the first ones. Yeah, I remember taking Kyla to see that. Like, we went to Kentucky because my mom's had surgery, so my mom went to check Mm -hmm. on her. And so while they were doing that, I took her to the theater there, and we watched Cinderella. Like, I didn't mind it. You know, I thought it was okay. That's that's my thinking then. I don't know how I feel about it now, but, you know, at the time, I didn't think it was terrible. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But it... This one looked like more time went into making it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. but yeah, the last couple have been oof, a little rough getting through. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it again, it's a fun watch. It's, it's a uh, yeah. That it was, but slightly better than what I was expecting, which still was wasn't much. But I was, I, you know, I, was, I enjoyed it, and Grayson did too. So, boom, that's the most important thing. Yeah. Had a lot of good energy, you know. Yeah. It was just, just they, they did take their time with it to make it good. I guess they learned from the previous ones, like you know, we got to put some effort into these. Right. Yeah. We're gonna make this two hours and fifteen minutes long. We need to. <laughs> need just we need to just use the animated one as storyboards and not as, as the DNA for it. You know. Right. But yeah. There was even some people uh, that, that clapped a little bit afterwards. I was like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same. Yeah. yeah. Same. Grayson was one. I'm like, all right. Uh, but yeah. so. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see here. I think it's is it my turn. I think it's my turn this week. I don't remember. Oh, no. I don't know. Uh, I'm only going to take a few minutes anyways. So I watched a documentary. I know, shocking. 
It's actually been a good one. There's been a few decent ones uh, for me to have watched. You know, here recently. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I rented this one on on iTunes. Get it, I'm sure. On You can also get it on Prime Video. And it's called It's Quieter in the Twilight, which is a hard title for me to keep straight and much less keep get correct. Yeah. So this is a documentary that is about an unremarkable office space. A select or in an unremarkable office space, a select group of aging engineers find themselves at the leading edge of discovery, fighting outdated technology and time. Voyager's flight team pursues humankind's greatest exploration. So this documentary follows the engineers, or at least what's now left of the engineers that were there when Voyager 1 and Voyager 2 blasted off into space to discover, you know, the planets in our solar system mm-hmm. some 45, almost 46 years ago. <clears throat> I'm only saying that because it's this exploration is as old as I am. So think about how outdated I am and how outdated <laughs> this technology is. Actually, no, uh, but to be real, though, it shows the launching of it and the purpose of it to go and explore and you know how exciting this was and what a big deal this was back in 1977 and that they first started getting their first uh, information back and pictures and everything like some three or four years later and just how many of the engineers that were in that original photo are still there like it shows like a time lapse of how many have left and then rejoin or, you know, then have newer ones have joined and then those people have left. And then you're back down to like, like a dozen, you're down to less than a dozen of the original people working on it. Yeah. Uh, you have one, you have one engineer who's got a, a timetable of when he, of like a, it has like a, a clock, but it's a, you know, I, I will retire in, I will retire or how many days till retirement, but it shows years like, and then like a little uh, marker area, mm-hmm. or like a little triangle marker that should, that he can spin it to what year he's going to retire. Okay. <laughs> and it keeps moving <laughs> every time. Cause he can't force himself to quit. Yeah. Cause you know, basically this is all he knows and what's he going to do after that. And so they work for NASA. They're in this small little, like, office building that's like i'm surprised there's not like a tv sh- like a mockumentary tv show about it <laughs> type of thing yeah uh and then you have a couple of these other engineers that have been doing this for so long they you know they they're using these legit old comp- like old like green screen computers from like mm-hmm. the 70s and 80s yeah because if you think of it, you know, because uh, I was like why are they still and it finally hit you know and it's something i've never once thought about when you're using equipment like that, you know, when it first gets sent out and you're still monitoring this, these satellites and these, you know, these uh, things that are going out seeking information and everything, mm-hmm. you're using what's the up-to-date technology at that time. Yeah. Pro- probably. We'll say probably. You know, it's NASA, which is still a government-funded thing, so maybe not the up-to-date, but we'll, we'll say 
close to it. <laughs> yeah, you know, within a margin of within a margin of three to five years, uh, up to date. But you have, if you're still like monitoring that exact same you know, satellite or whatever from 40 years ago, I mean, just think of how far we've come technology in five years or 10 years with a phone, like with an iPhone. Mm-hmm. And how outdated a lot of that stuff gets within like your laptops and everything or, you know, after seven years, it's like time to get a new laptop. Right. And meanwhile, you're still having to use, <laughs> you can't upgrade to a new computer for Voyager and stuff like that. Cause a lot of that stuff's not going to be compatible. <laughs> True. So you're still having to use stuff from like the 1970s. And it's just crazy. It's crazy. It is just crazy to think that. And like, well, yeah, I guess you can't really do like a an a hard you know, like a hardware update on the satellite because they've moved past that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It did say that it takes like if Voyager were to send if if you were gonna tell Voyager hi, good morning, how are you? Mm-hmm. It would take twenty seven hours or something like that for it to respond for it to get a you know, for you to for the signal to get to it and for it to respond back. Wow. So. But it's also, I mean, this, yeah, right. So it's, and it's, it's just crazy how it's and fascinating. Cause I, you know, I like, I like uh, space and learning about stuff like that, learning about planets and galaxies and things in the unknown that we don't know about. I love learning stuff like that, but this is fascinating because this focuses also on the people working there. Because as they're filming this documentary, what happens? Coronavirus happens. Yeah. So you have people now that are that have you know because they're engineers they have to work. You can't just stop working. But how do you then go from everybody going to work to having to work from home and get all of that hardware and stuff having to be like? Basically, they have to be shut down for a little while until things can get moved and then get rebooted back up. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. It's just and it was wild how they were still able to analyze data and uh, and get the and keep the mission going. It was just crazy. But you know, this it's just a fascinating story. You learn a lot about the engineers. And their lives, and you know, uh, and their career in the past, you know, forty years, and how things have changed uh, as far as how we look at space exploration and sending and receiving data. And of course, now they have newer, more high-tech satellites, but yet their Voyager's got its own. But they're also going on different missions for to retrieve information about other things. Was well, Voyager still conducting theirs? Like it's, and it's still. To this day, Voyager is still, still humming along. Stay in the course. <laughs> yep. But it's very fascinating. If you're into space or no one knows somebody that is or have a kid that's really fascinated with it, they may they may enjoy this documentary. It's But it's fascinating to kind of just think about when we think, send things out to the unknown and we're like trying to keep keep track of it and we have people that are having to man that stuff and yet you know, especially four decades later and still using that same kind of archaic and for, you know, technology to 
to do that. It's it's fascinating. It's yeah. it was a definitely a fascinating documentary. Beautifully shot. Uh, great interviews. Great information. So yeah, um, if you're into it, uh, yeah, you might like it. It's it's quieter in the twilight. They will on VOD. Alrighty. So <clears throat> last week I mentioned I was going to talk about these two together. Both are remakes that I don't think a lot of people ask for, but um, valid. <laughs> I watched both. Um, got the House Party remake, and then White Man Can't Jump remake. So the House Party remake I watched <clears throat> when it released in January. Uh, they both have the same director, um, Comatic. And in House Party, you have Jacob Lattimore as Kevin, uh, Tosin Cole as Damon, uh, Karen uh, Abalam as Venus, DC Youngfly as Vic, and then your favorite person, Kid Cuddy, is himself. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I bet he is. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. From New Line Cinema comes your VIP ticket to the hottest event of the year. House okay. Party. They have, a, <laughs> they have a hype person in the summer writing the summaries. Apparently. Um, House Party is the remix to the fan favorite 90s classic. So they're not calling it a remake. They're calling it a remix. Oh, bless. No. <laughs> um, so this follows Kevin and Damon, who are best friends. And they currently work as house cleaners. And also, they do party promotions as well. They have um, their up and coming party promoters. So, but Kevin also has dreams of making it as a music producer with the goal of bringing in a steady income to provide for himself and his daughter. You know, I mean, if it's successful, yeah, it can be steady, but if it's not, probably not the best <laughs> avenue to go. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have a party promotion coming up. But the people that they are doing the promotion for boot them off this promotion because Damon decides he wants to steal a necklace that belongs to the cousin of the, of the people they're running the promotion for, which is Kyle and his two friends, Kyle and Larry, which are kind of like the full force of this. They're kind of like the bullies of this this movie. Gotcha. Um, so getting booted off this promotion, they lose the money they invested because they're not they're not there's no they're not refunding the money. Right. Keep. So they don't have money there and they end up getting fired from their cleaning job because, you know, you know, folks have cameras in the house and they're caught lollygagging, smoking, smoking on the job, drinking. Mm -hmm. And it gets back to the higher ups. And so Kevin has a friend named Venus who works. who's basically his boss who got him the job, got them both the job. But she's now tasked with telling them that they're this is their last job. And as of Monday, they'll be fired. So, you know, of course, if you hear that, like, why are you going to finish this job? Just leave. Yeah. But they decide to clean, you know, finish the job. Uh, then they find out that the house they're currently in belongs to LeBron James. LeBron James. <laughs> and because of the situation of them losing the money from the promotion, promotional party, and then also being fired, he gets the idea, like, why don't we just throw a part house party here? You know, because he's able to gain access to LeBron's schedule. He's currently on a meditation retreat for two weeks. <laughs> so they're like, you know, we could throw the party. And before he gets back, we clean it up. Be like, nothing happened. Yeah. 
And so, but they also get the idea of going through his contact list and inviting all the people he knows. Oh no! <laughs> Which I'm like, you know, you think at some point they they contact him and say, "Hey, this party is going on." You know, do you know anything you about at? it? Right. Yeah. Also, where are you? Yeah. So, um, but, and then Venus reluctantly helps them by making sure they have the key for the house, which, which is kind of weird because they already had it because they were cleaning. Yeah. So that that's kind of a weird thing um so but it but it goes well they put out all the information via the internet invite people they contact celebrities so it's basically a big cameo fest when this party starts yeah Lil wayne odell beckham jr pops up um i think juvenile makes an appearance in this as well so it's just a lot of a lot of celebrities that pop up in this yeah and at some point kyle and his friend break into the house and go to the trophy room where LeBron is. LeBron has all his trophies and awards. Mm-hmm. They decide to steal his championship ring. I think it's the, Cle- the Cleveland championship ring. And um, so now they have to get the ring back. And then Kid Cudi announces that, hey, I'm a member of the Illuminati. We keep a copy of these rings. <laughs> so <laughs> I got this party I'm going to. We can go there and we can get it and you come back and replace it. Um. I felt like that scene, this Illuminati quote unquote scene, mm-hmm. was more entertaining than because they're all I gotta do is get in, get the ring, get out. Everything's cool. Right. They got the ring, they're about to head out. And then in a cameo that Kid and Play have, they're members of this as nice. well. Um, one of them sneezes and Demon says, God bless you. And of course that rats them out because like, hey, they were the Illuminati, we don't believe in that stuff. Right. <laughs> So I ended up putting them in like this gladiator type battle where they got to fight each other, fight these two guys to, to to survive, to not get killed, which Kid Cudi saves them. And then he, he technically gets killed in the process, but like, it's cool. I'm the third one. There's more. <laughs> I'll just come back. It's pretty over the top and ridiculous. And then, yeah. of course, you know, since they mentioned LeBron James, he comes in at the end. Everybody's partying. And, you know, he's like ready to call the police because like, hey, <laughs> what's going on? So, Damon challenges challenges him to a one on one, one on one play basketball one on one, which you know he's he claims he's good, he's great, he can play, yeah. you know. And then of course, LeBron James goes on to <laughs> demolish him, which I feel with this scene it would have been interesting if they'd actually had him lose. Yeah, <laughs> would have been more interesting. But um, um, but yeah, for this movie. Not all the jokes land. <laughs> yeah. I had maybe some chuckle moments, but I just summed it up. It's not for me. This is probably the house party for today's generation yeah. of youngsters that probably like it. Um, uh, I was able to watch it without comparing it to the original, you know, because I was trying not to. Probably not that hard. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so, so even if I were to compare it, like it just doesn't have the same heart as the original house party. Yeah. And, yeah, but then going forward with White Men Can't Jump, which is from t- 20th Century Studios, also a remake of the 92 film about a pair of basketball hustlers who team up to earn some extra cash. This was released May 19th, hour and 41 minutes. House Party was hour and 40, so this is slightly longer. Slightly. Uh, same director. Uh, here we have um, Sinqua Walls as Kamal. Jack Harlow as Jeremy, Tiana Taylor as Imani, uh, Laura Harrier as Tatiana, 
Vince Staples as Speedy, uh, Miles Bullock as Renzo, and in one of his final acting roles, uh, Lance Reddick plays Benji, who's the father of Kamal. Hmm. Um, so Kamal is, is in high school. He's like the top basketball prospect with colleges in the NBA looking to pick him up. You know, college want to put him amongst his ranks, and then the NBA wants to draft him. But yeah. we kind of fast forward ten years, and we see Kamal in a, his old high school gym hustling and trying to make money that way. And um, so something happened during his young time where he doesn't get his chance to play either collegiate or professionally. And um, Jeremy is kind of like a, I wouldn't say hippie. He's more of a, he has mm-hmm. this herbal drink that he's trying to sell, you know, to help yeah. people kind of balance out their chakras and does a lot of meditation. Right. The, I guess the wardrobe he has is kind of similar to Woody Harrelson. It's just real, He's got his jersey with a long sleeve shirt underneath and baggy clothes and whatnot. But he, too, was a top prospect. He went to Gonzaga, but then he had a couple of injuries that sidelined him. So they both kind of top players at their time, but then had some setbacks. Um, They team up. Well, when they first meet. They have like a shootout, best of five, whoever went, whoever hits the most shots out of five, they bet 300 bucks. Okay. Kamal hits three of five because Jeremy gets into his head, kind of psychs him out, you know, lets him know, like, oh, I know who you are. You're this high school prospect and this, that. And, like, also yeah. had to go playing in college or NBA, you know, frustrating him. So he misses two shots. Jeremy then proceeds to hit four or five, winning. And they're kind of going back and forth. Like, Jeremy's chastising his form, his technique, and how selfish he is with the ball. And... You know, Kamal is just like it's it's, it's your chump. This <laughs> basically, you know, you're, you know, just looking at him like you can't ball, but he gets, yeah. you know, shoot out, he loses. But there's a two, there's a tournament coming up, and he asked Jeremy like, hey, let's, you know, team up for this tournament. The prize is twenty five thousand dollars. Then we can do some hustling in the meantime to raise money for the entry fee. And then you know, it's kind of like in the original. White men can't jump where they play different games, but it's not actually they're hustling. You know, like in the first right. original, um, Wesley Snipes Sydney has his opponents just pick some random person that he teams with. And so Woody Harrison acts like he can't play. Here, there, there are two people that can actually play, and they're just playing different people to earn money. And they even have a scene where somebody pulls out a freaking flamethrower instead of a gun, pulls a flamethrower out. Um, yeah, it's, it's a little different. Um Kamal's wife is a hairdresser. She does hair out of their apartment, but wants to have her own studio. Right. Jeremy's wife is a costume designer. She has dreams of being in Hollywood doing costumes mm-hmm. for, for movies. So <clears throat> Jeremy is not as supportive of what his um, wife wants to do, but he also doesn't have a job. <laughs> so only the way he's making money is this herbal drink and then he's doing like content creation where he has his own prospect athlete that he's doing tips for to get right but um so they do enter the tournament this is when we find out what happened to kamal he has a bad temper during a high school game all the crowd is calling him overrated and he ends up slugging one of the one of the people in the stands and gets carried out (laughs) it just it just ruins his his deal and um, 
Um, and so he's kind of psyched out because one, you know, his dad's sick, and then he's kind of got this this tournament going on. It's kind of a lot of pressure, so he kind of he kind of just he folds basically. Yeah. So they don't they don't make it through this tournament. Um, they end up losing in the first round, and then him and Jeremy kind of have their out. The thing this is white man can't jump, right? Yeah. So in the original, there was a moment where uh, Billy has an open lane, gets the ball instead of dunking, he just lays it up. Yeah. And so Wesley Snipes calls him out on it. So why don't you just dunk it? <laughs> you know. Here's a similar situation. Jeremy gets an open lane, gets the ball, and he dunks it. <laughs> like there's no question of whether or not he can dunk. I guess just to say, right. From that time, there wasn't a lot of white athletes that were doing a lot of dunking or fancy right. dunking. Here. One of Kamal's friends after Jeremy dunks is like, oh, what you didn't think white man can dunk? You know, some right. weird lame joke or whatnot. Yeah. Um, but this one, just like the House Party remake, it just doesn't have that same flow. Yes. But I feel like this was better. Like maybe the director had learned some things from House Party. I feel like the cast in this one did have better chemistry together. Um. I did like the back and forth between Kamal and Jeremy. Um, one of the weaker points is the basketball isn't as strong. <laughs> gotcha. You know? Yeah. Um, they could have done better with that as far as choreography and everything. Yeah. It just wasn't as interesting. Yeah. You know, Sydney's real flashy and whatnot. So the, yeah. the, the character flaw for Kamal is just, he's got a bad temper. <laughs> yeah. And the opposite of that, Jeremy's real mellow and chill because he meditates a lot. And yeah. Um, but outside of that, if I'm comparing the two, I'll say White Man Can Jump was slightly better. Gotcha. And House Party, I still nobody asked for either one. <laughs> but right. I could rewatch White Man Can Jump. I don't want to rewatch House Party. Is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm tired. Of, I guess I'm tired. I guess I'm tired of the remakes. Maybe, maybe that's what maybe. it is. And it's just not. They're not. Maybe if they didn't title them House Party and White Man Can Jump and just right. that would have helped because you're not thinking of these other properties as they're as you're watching. Um, but they just don't have the heart. <laughs> yeah, like this. I feel like this White Man Can Jump had the better cast and maybe utilized them better than. Relying on the cameos and house party. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Carry it through. Yeah. But. Okay. They were right. both experiences. Cool. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, this week, we have Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Yes. Part one, I guess, or something like that. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, and then The Boogeyman, based on the Stephen King book. So the, them's yep them's our choices we are uh, definitely excited in this house for the cross the spider verse mm-hmm. for sure all three everybody on board and ruth probably too i don't even i still don't even know if she's seen the first one so yeah uh but the rest of us yes york grayson and i are all three excited about that so we will for sure be checking that out this week um no one else wants to see the. No one here wants to see the boogie. <laughs> I don't know. I might be able to. I might get talked into it. So we'll see. Yeah. Turn my text uh, me. It's like 
you're gonna go see the boogeyman that looks scary i'm like oh yeah i'm uh, sure going to see it yes it's like ah you're braver than my i am like oh, all right yeah yeah probably <laughs> yeah i mean so far the only thing that scared me was at the end of nefarious and that voice chanting <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Out of yeah all yeah. the movies i've watched <laughs> Uh, nothing nothing's really been scary just gotcha. more funny yep unintentional humor <laughs> exactly yeah the best all right and that pretty much is it we're also going to round out may so when we yeah. see everybody again we will have a new month and we will also be celebrating our 200th episode whoop, whoop. next week so uh all kinds of fun time. Yep. All the air horns. All the air horns. <laughs> so check it out. And hopefully everybody has a safe Memorial Day weekend. And we'll talk to y'all next week. Next month. <laughs> All the above. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.